0: everybody to epic tales from the sewers i am your host justin eric's not with us tonight but i do have some special guests with us and they are from a new podcast called beyond the cape podcast and you can find them wherever you find your great podcast i found them on itunes and spotify i believe so today we have our marvel expert mr alex
1: hi everybody good to be here thank you for the invite justin i'm looking forward to tonight's
2: episode
0: all right and we have ryan who is our dc expert
2: How's it going? Thanks for the invite. Can't wait for the show.
0: And we have our general comics expert all around, uh, good guy Alejandro.
3: Hi, everyone. Glad to be here, Justin, and can't wait to get into some good conversation.
0: All right. So I... I, I premise that this is a Ninja Turtles podcast, but since you guys have a comic book podcast, you know, I was hoping to kind of like get you on and be like, hey, maybe you should talk about turtles a little bit more, you know, and uh, I wanted to get in there early. I know you get a couple episodes out and I I got to listen to a couple and I mentioned before we started recording things. um, uh, Your first episode was about villains and nobody mentioned the shredder
3: that's because i wasn't there Otherwise, okay i would have yeah, made sense. would have been the, would have made the list i would have made sure
2: at least the top five but as much as i like shredder i think krang would be would be a little bit above there for me crank krang's a good one too but I, yeah. I i will tell you
0: this you know the the interesting thing i thought about your top tier level um villain structure was that like they can't die and you know they they um they're kind of like driven by more than maybe just revenge. And I'm like, well, shredder came back from hell. Like he died and they cut off his head and he came back. And now he's a kind of a forced ghost thing. So I'm like, he kind of fits that, but he's definitely, you know, he's, he's gone through some changes. Cause I, I know you guys probably haven't read 132 uh, issues of, of the IDW turtle series, but it's like, he's, he's getting up there and now he's kind of a good guy. So, you know, but it's, it's interesting.
2: I can see that from the last Ronin. Um, yeah. kind of a lot. Where especially super uh Super Shredder and a lot of the references there. Um mm-hmm. I could see where he's getting up there. We'll have to revisit it.
1: I would have thought, you know, the biggest villain for uh the turtles would be burnt pizza. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean you have burnt pizza, or, or pizza and, that
0: burns the roof of your mouth, right? Yes, <laughs> right.
1: You know, I mean it's like it's gonna be uh all hell's gonna break loose, you know, if they have a you know pizza they were looking forward to and then it's just completely burnt the sauces taste good i mean like for me i always have a bad time when I' have bad pizza so like, i would have thought that would be their villain
0: i did have a guest on who did a cookbook shout out to uh, uh kirk from kirk cooks who did a cookbook of all the terrible ninja turtles pizzas from the 87 cartoon
2: and, oh, I, and I man. mean, he had
0: like yak's cheese and something. It's like, oh my God. Oh, I'm wow. like, how did you even get that? He's like, yeah, I had to use it from like a dog, uh dog treat that was made from yak's cheese. I'm like, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh, He's like bubble gum and liver. I'm like, oh, so I don't know if they'll eat that. Maybe they're the villains. <laughs>
2: right. This <laughs> is a just... strong, strong opinion. Yes. One hundred percent. That was a bad pizza.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he said that was the worst one was
3: the bubble oh. gum and liver. But ugh. I'm I thinking about that right now. My stomach's not feeling too well. Yeah, no, now. that's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I might have to pause this, Justin. I just yeah, we'll my... edit that out. Think... No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, um, gentlemen, tell me about the podcast. How'd you guys get started? What, where's the impetus for this? Um, what was your idea for um, Beyond the Cape?
2: Uh, me and Alex, uh, for a long time, had talked about getting a podcast. And we started way back, I don't know, by like 2009, 2010. Something like that. Yeah. The definitely the mainframe was not set up to set up like an RSS. And we are like, all right, well, we'll, it's really complicated to get into this. You know, let's just do it on YouTube, transfer audio from audacity to YouTube and we'll do it this way. And then we're like, oh man, this is, this is really hard to promote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we were, we were still in school. Um, I was still in my surgical tech training. Um, Alex was still working. It was a, uh, it got complicated we're like all right you know what let's let's put a pen in this and let's come back and then just a couple months ago alex is like you know what we really need to get this podcast started we waited way too long yeah like i said uh we talked about this before a little bit off before the show um our biggest thing is just we want to have a conversation introduce people to some new ideas new comics and just kind of put down the veil of people that like to gatekeep or there's just so much hate for the comic books and just enjoy what we can now all share with comic book heroes being so for everyone at this point especially with the marvel universe that kind of really kick-started that
0: yeah i mean since 2009 when you guys were thinking about this that's when the first iron man movie came out
2: yeah yeah that's yeah. uh that was the year we went to the first c2e2 when marvel and dc actually uh showed up uh kevin nice. showed up didn't he
1: no, uh, uh, Kevin
2: Yeah, wasn't it him who you gave your your no, resume to? Joe Casada. Joe, Joe. Joe Casada. Okay. Well, ha- Joe, I had... Joe is still a pretty. <laughs> he was here last year too, but
0: he's he's not in charge anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: I had the going ass to go up to Joe Casada and hand him my resume hey. and be like, "Can you please hire me?" <laughs>
3: like, Hey, every shot. Oh my god! Yeah, you gotta take your shot.
1: I mean, yeah, but he's the nicest guy you will ever meet, though. So I got to meet him twice on the same day, shake his hand, and get a picture with him. Wow! So, and uh, overall,
2: I think it was pretty amazing. (laughs) That that was a crazy first C2E2. Like I said, Marvel. Oh my god! Yeah, They had the original props from the first Iron Man there. That was that was insane.
1: And Captain America, right? It was no, it was Iron Man, and then the following year it was Captain America when. Of the first Avenger. I just don't remember. Maybe it's the third or fourth year of C2E2. Either way, it just wow. got bigger and bigger. Oh, it's crazy how bigger. small
2: the first C2E2 was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was in one of the exhibit halls? It wasn't even like the main floor where it is now. It's right. right. so
0: big. It's, it's like, uh, I remember the one prior to COVID was the largest amount of people I had seen in one place ever. Yeah, It, it was we just went. like a
2: sea of people. We, we yes. were there and I was like, Oh man, this is a, uh, that's a little nerve wracking because I think we we're talking about, I'm like, some things are going down at work. Uh, I think yeah. we're going to shut down pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then here
0: I am shaking hands with Jim Lee, you know, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, that was, that was fun. Yeah. That was, that was a good one. But I, I think that was like my second one. Cause I, I hadn't gone to a bunch cause I'm, I'm originally from Connecticut and we have okay. just terrific on out there. That only started in like 2015 so it was, it was like you didn't get a lot of stuff out there unless you went to New York Comic Con or anything. So,
1: you know what C two E two has the flag of never missing a single year since they've opened. Like after, like it was February. I remember it was like February of 2020 when C two E two came, and then March everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then. You know and then once when, when stuff started opening again c2e2 was there like there it was like the end of 2021 to december that was the last time um me and ryan uh went to c2e2 yeah
2: and then and i went uh the following two years because i mm-hmm. now just i need time off work so i just rent out the whole weekend and stay there yeah. um it's crazy how it's it's changed so much Yeah.
1: oh yeah yeah i
2: mean you met but- alex ross and stan lee yeah, yeah,
1: Ross, Stan Lee. Uh wow. I
2: happened,
1: I happened to meet um
0: I stood next to Jeff Johns at like a kiosk and I was like, hey. <laughs> it's just so weird. I'm like, thanks for Booster Gold, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I love, love that Jeffers. series.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was that actor um who played Darth Maul? Ray Park. Oh, Ray Park. Ray, yeah. Ray Park. I, I yeah, don't like I just met him passing. It wasn't even like I was in line. I was in line to meet Alex Ross, and I just yelled his name, Ray Park. And he oh, turned wow. around, and I'm like, can I get a picture? Like, sure. And, uh, wow. and, yeah, I mean, that was a great first year. Yes, was I'm jealous
0: because I had Henry
2: Winkler like that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: like, I love you. And he's like, and I love you. And I'm like, uh, all right, it's cool. <laughs> yeah,
2: Jason David Frank. That's how I met him casually. I'm oh, looking at comics, and he's just like, yeah, this one's pretty cool. I was like, are you the Green Ranger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you played bloodshot uh recently in the valiant universe yes oh "Oh, thanks man
0: i guys i love valiant you know that's that's one of those things it's a love-hate relationship because valiant hates to put out books so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes but i love them so but that's what i was gonna ask too so um you you guys got started uh c2e2 you're all jazzed up you're you're gonna go how did uh alejandro uh figure into this uh equation here
1: well, Alejandro, um, I met Alejandro through my wife. Actually, um, you know, they went to law school together, and he's a, a year below her. And so, uh, there, my wife was having a an event with her other law school students, you know, and uh, we, you know, she introduced me to him. You know, uh, we talked, we joked around, and then uh, I went to E2 and he ended up showing up there uh with uh, another um friend of his from college i mean we even we didn't even know like we we're meeting up we just we were like texting i saw him on facebook or something or just happened to like run into him and then ever since then we just you know stayed connected and uh and we just been chatting and he met ryan and we've just been you know um geeking out ever since
0: so that's awesome yeah what do you guys what do you guys geek out about when uh
3: when you get together Really oh, usually we we the movies in? we yeah uh, you know we go to you know we try to see them once once they first come out. Um, obviously it's been a little hard now with everyone living apart. But I don't know one of the things that we enjoy just going to the movies and seeing the new releases, and then just hashing out all the action and cgi and everything that was put into the work of just that. kind of
0: breaking breaking down everything yeah, yeah. it's been it's yeah. Kind a of hell of a year too like we've had guardians of the galaxy 3 we've had the uh the was it uh, across the spider-verse or this beyond i forget which one this uh, is. B- I, oh, ju- I just B- saw it again yesterday as yes. i've seen that twice and then we had the flash come out yes. so you know i mean this is this is a huge year and and i mean i feel like we've been kind of starved yeah. for it you know um after getting what like black widow and eternals and it's like all right I, I saw them both on the big screen and it's like, it's okay to see a movie and you know, it's all right. But those were like clearly some of my least favorites. And, um, and I'm not an Ant-Man guy guys. So I like my least favorite out of all the Marvel movies, like before all like the Eternals came out was definitely Ant-Man and Wasp. So I'm about halfway through quantum mania now. And I'm like, all right, it's better than yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 mean,
3: I can agree with that. I, yeah. I mean, it was a, uh... I would agree with all Marvel movies, Ant-Man is definitely on the bottom. But uh, I think it uh, depends, on the, uh,
2: depends on the context. The first Ant-Man was nice. I think they did a great job. That's yeah, not terrible. No. But Quantumania, I think me and Alex talked about it on the last episode. You have Kang the Conqueror, who's finally front and center as one of one of the better villains in the Marvel database. And you put him in a comedy. I I feel like they could have done more. Um, so I'm hoping maybe that we'll get to see a little bit more in the next films, especially Loki season two, but yeah. 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 The Ant-Man. He not be named or he yes. was
0: no name. Yeah. Loki was great. I, I think Loki's awesome. I love She-Hulk. Um, uh, I liked Hawkeye and I, I know a lot of people were kind of like down on that one, but, um,
1: I, I like didn't Hawkeye
0: get, too. I didn't get Moon Knight.
2: It just didn't, it didn't hit for me. And I'm just like,
0: meh. You know? I don't think
2: I liked it until like the last 3 episodes. I was like, all right, this is this is getting better. Um, so we'll see what the how the next season goes. My wife loved it. She's like she's like, "Oh my god, this show is so good." And I'm like, "Is it though?" <laughs>
0: like,
3: I think it was just a slow start, you know, we're yeah. we're getting into this character and we find out he has one personality and he's forgetting things and I think we just kind of get sidetracked from his multiple personalities.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to watch it if it's on again, because I mean, anything, any content's good content. And, you know, that's, that's, again, the fun thing about having these podcasts is that you get the platform where you can put your opinion out there and be like, oh, I like this. So, like, I, I, I say things like, um, I think that the second Thor movie is actually a Star Trek movie. It, and yeah, people one like, I would, I would like, agree. What? Yeah, yeah, it's a, like, look at the plot. It's actually a Star Trek movie. So, you know,
2: the people get, get
0: they're like, oh, it's so terrible. I'm like, it's not, though.
2: Yeah. You know? Oh, definitely! I think we just had this conversation with Craven uh, the Hunter. I'm personally, I th- I like the trailer. I'm excited for the movie. Cool. Um, cool. I know Alex is not as uh, big of a f- big of a fan of what was released, and I think some of that has to do with the Morbius story. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it it kind of looks like Morbius. So. Yeah, it it definitely <laughs> like, kind of looks is. exactly
2: like Morbius. <laughs> um, but I really like the actor, so I'm hoping for a yeah. little bit of a different. Slightly different. I like the action, so I'm hoping that's going to make up for it. Ryan, did,
3: he, did you get a chance to see, watch the Morbius movie? Yeah, I like no, Morbius. What was it? Is it worth a watch, it. or should I just skip it? Skip I think as, it. As Mor- <laughs> skip it.
2: Morbius as a character in that movie did a really good job um, as a character. Um, the storyline was a little weak. Um, so I, I, it's on Netflix, and that's the nice thing, it's free. Oh, yeah. is it? yeah, oh they, uh, yeah. it's on Netflix, so you don't even have to worry about it. I would say definitely watch it because I think you're definitely gonna have something eventually. You're gonna have Ven- Venom, the way that they ended it in the Spider Man movie, Morbius and Craven. You're definitely gonna probably see that somewhere in the next, they're, uh, yeah. Spider-Man. They're trying
0: to lead to the Sinister Six and all that. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll see how far they get before rights reverse and all that, but. You know who knows? I mean, now you've got you've got Doc Ock who is maybe back. So you know, yeah. or I don't I don't know who's who's alive, who's dead at this point in, in that universe. But we'll, we'll see. And they're definitely gonna bring Venom in. But oh, for sure, who's it gonna be against? Like are they gonna bring back Garfield's? Because that's always a possibility.
3: You know? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I hate how at the end of the of Spider-Man two, they introduce kind of that subplot where they're gonna get the to Six and.
2: Oh, that was the yeah. best, showing all six costumes and then, like, just scrapping, which I, I get that they all want to go in a different direction, but you really got my hopes up, and then they just dashed them.
0: Yeah, you know, that's that's how it goes. Um, and, and, I mean, I don't know, like, the next big movie that's coming out for, um, like, live-action Marvel is, well, not even live-action Marvel. Um, I don't know what the next Marvel one is, but I know the next DC one's going to be Aquaman
2: that comes out. Uh, Marvel, God, man, they got pushed back. Um, I don't know. Alex might know this. When's the next? You know what the next Marvel movie is now? The new writer strike? Next is, is uh, Loki. I think the season two that'll be out this year. But I, I don't know what the movie is. I thought it was Blade is the first one in 2025 now. Or 24. Because in yeah. the last two movies for Marvel, it just got pushed back to 2025 and 2026. Oh, wow. Which feels like. You're looking of, yeah,
0: i i have to imagine some of that is due to the uh um, the writer strike right now 100 so, percent i would say yeah. and, and it's that. it's one of those things like like i i have no no faults with that it's like they've got to they've got to do their thing and they got to figure it out so we, we sure. went through this in the early 2000s you know that's why true blood got weird you know yeah. so it's like <laughs>
2: um i'm hoping neil patrick harris is like all right dr horrible sing-along clue uh season two would be that would be fantastic oh that that would would be so so great yeah and
0: and, i mean everyone's still around you still got uh nathan fillion uh, he's going stronger than ever you know with the rookie so
2: felicia day is ready to go i mean you can get everyone
0: i like this i like well actually she would have to come back as a ghost or a clone then right yeah okay captain hammer so yeah that that would be interesting but um the next movie that's coming out is ninja turtles mutant mutant mayhem um how do you guys feel about this one so knowing that I don't know if you're the same age as I am. I'm 42. So uh are you
2: gentlemen of the same vintage where you remember them from when you were kids? I luckily got on the 87 Turtles like at the very last three seasons. Nice. And then yes. I
3: Yeah. Yeah. For me the it was definitely the cartoons, but definitely the first movie. I can't remember what year yeah, it was, 1990, but that was 91. that's that's what I remember the most. That's those are my Turtles right there.
0: For, for the record, my favorite Turtles movie is Secret of the Ooze. Um, Ooh, I, I just love it. Like, Keno is my is guy. So, Ernie Reyes Jr., you know. Um, that was
2: great to see. know that he played a turtle in the first movie and then got his actual role in the second movie. Ex- exactly.
0: Yeah. You know, it's he was he was the guy in
2: the suit. So, how cool is that? That they're, they're like, yeah, we, we've we got,
0: you know, this much faith in you because you were in Red Sonja.
2: You know, if <laughs> you yeah. had your
0: own... TV show
2: <laughs> and there was nothing better than the Ninja Rap. It's still on my playlist. Uh, oh, that's depending bad. on yeah, depending that's on what I'm dream Guest things, is Vanilla that's Ice. That's a go-to.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that would be fantastic. Just to hear like how that deal went down and did he actually plan the Ninja Rap or was that completely ad-libbed?
0: I, I heard feel he like that it was from a- Suge
2: Knight. That would not surprise me. That's what Suge told me at least, but
0: he did have his hands around my neck holding me over the balcony. (laughs) Those
1: movies hold up to this day. I don't care what anybody says. Those movies are just – for me, those are the pinnacle of uh, the peak of Teenage Mutant Turtles. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing um, the new one just because um, Seth um, Rogen produced it, and he's a big comic book fan. And, uh, and you know, he's I mean, he's pretty good with sticking to the source material. Like, I don't know if he saw any of Preacher uh, heard, on AMC.
0: I've heard um, everyone who saw Preacher said it was far from. Because I, I look, Preacher's on my list to read. Like, it's one of those things where it's like I, I just kind of go back and read The Watchmen all the time. So I'm yeah. like, I just, I, it's in my queue to read. I just, you know, I haven't
2: got I, to I
1: haven't read it either, to yeah. be honest. You know, uh, but I uh, definitely
2: but, but, had to step away because the graphic novel got really really intense so to do that on amc would have would have been hard uh, and, so and i know think, all
0: about yeah. it because i read my Mag- wizard magazine back in yeah. the 90s so it's like yeah they're like oh preacher this saint of killers arts face you know daisy like okay i know all the characters so that kind of counts right
2: yeah. yeah the nice thing about turtles though is that the continuity is amazing with turtles um Going from the '87 Turtles to the 2003 Four Kids Edition, yeah, which I really liked that one. I love season one through five. Was that was probably my favorite animated turtle They're show. Just five.
0: releasing the box set. I, I just saw they announced it last week. The box set of Blu-rays is going to be coming out. So can I cannot series. wait to
2: pre-order it. So much. That was six and seven were not my favorite just because the st- everything kind of changed. I forgot what company I think that resumed it, but. That wasn't as good, but the storyline was pretty solid. Um, even the 2012 reboot was actually pretty good. I love that one, and and I mean,
0: a lot of a lot of turtles fans you talk to, like maybe this is this is you, I don't know, but like a lot of turtles fans that you talk to are like total purists, and they love that 2003 series because it was so close and it pulled directly from the Mirage comics. Yeah. But the new one, the new one came out the year after the newest series, which is the IDW series, which I. I say is the best series that they've ever done just because now you get actual character development. They can move forward with what do we do after we beat the shredder? Well, here's a hundred issues afterwards. So it's like, Oh wow. You know? So it's like, you actually get to know who they are. What are they about? Like what's up with the Triceratons? What's crying about like all that kind of stuff And in the 2012 series was a lot like that because they're like, Oh, we're going to be, what if, you know, Donatello had a crush on a human well how would that affect him and now he's competing with Casey and now he's a car how does that happen I don't know so but, you know and Yusagi Ojimbo's in there you know it's and it's amazing so there's like all kinds of great stuff and, and I know that's I think that might be on Netflix right now but it it was on I
2: Netflix, think I think yeah. it was on Netflix I think it still is because I was just, I've been looking I've been waiting for the DVDs for the 2003 I'm like all right well and that's think- on
0: Paramount. I know.
2: Yeah, I think the Turtles are still on Netflix. I said, let me, I'm pretty sure the 2012 is still on Netflix. Yeah, it's so good, I think man. I watched it before Kevin Eastman came to C2E2. I was like, all right, let's brush up on some of this. He did uh, He did a voice in that series. You, you guys, uh, did you know
0: that? I had heard it, I but I don't know, know what character. He did the voice of Ice Cream Kitty. Mm. So Ice Cream Kitty is uh, a mutated cat that uh, lives in their um, in their freezer so no. and kevin eastman did the voice <laughs>
2: that's Thank pretty God. fun <laughs> yeah that's alejandro you should definitely go on netflix this week oh you would like the 2012 all
0: right yeah the 2012 is cool now um we, we were talking about this this next one's coming out um got some big time voice actors in it you know um and, I mean, Ice Cube is playing Superfly, the the bad guy in it. And uh, this the trailer just came out, and it looks like like it's, oh, this is going to be a little bit different than kind of what I thought. Uh, wh- what kind of initial reactions do you guys have? Uh, have you watched the trailer, I should ask?
3: I think the um, only was- downside for me was hearing Donatello's voice. It just sounded, I don't know, too, too high-pitched or something. He's but- the
0: youngest of, of them for sure, like you could tell.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so something was going on. He, I think he needs to get a growth spurt immediately. But other than that, I, I think I did enjoy the trailer and definitely considering on going to
2: watch it. I want you to hit theaters. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, Jackie Chan being in it that was fantastic. Yeah. I mean that that for me is just like a full circle thing, like finally bringing him into this fold. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: having him is just going to add more to the um to the franchise, you know, and uh, and is I, to comment on alejandro like uh the turtles um sounding like so young maybe like did they just turn 13 is that where the where the teen is 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 kicking in which if that is you know like I mean, that makes it interesting right they have like the, those whole teenage span you know before they turn like 18 or 20 or like or before they they're out of the teen phase i guess you know and uh but i mean it looks fun i mean Definitely it looks fun.
0: And it's crazy too because in the, the new series I was talking about, the IDW series, the turtles lived, you know, their their lives as humans and then they were killed by the shredder and they reincarnated into their kind of same ages. That's so they like the next day, you know, they were teenagers when they got mutated. So it's like they just kind of start out as teenagers. They didn't have like that. I'm living with Splinter and he's training us. They retained everything from when they were trained in feudal Japan. So oh, wow. So this is like so different and it's back to the original stuff. It's like, oh, neat.
2: know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Rose Byrne is Leatherhead. What? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the nice thing about the trailer is it definitely reminds me of the classic Turtles, um, which is it's nice to see that. Like I said, I think everyone's just they know what people like in the Turtles mm-hmm. and they, they vary it just enough that you could bring in a new audience, but they keep it kind of within the storyline for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, um, and that for me, that's the best thing about the trailer. Every character, you could tell the personalities. Raphael will always be my favorite turtle. Um, that's
0: that's one of the questions. So get, I'll I'll have to ask the rest of you Alejandro and Alex. So who are your favorites?
1: Oh, and I, I've always been a Michelangelo guy as uh, the, the leader. You know, it just
2: Michelangelo.
1: Uh, not Michelangelo. Sorry, uh, that's. Uh, Leonardo uh, Leonardo sorry Leonardo yes I'm sorry Michelangelo is my second favorite uh, and uh, cuz he's 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 funny you know he's you know he's 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 a jokester Leonardo is the the leader you know he's got the the swords, you know and he's just um a uh, you know, world badass in my opinion so.
3: I've always leaned towards Donatello cuz he's just like the techie of the group you know he's uh, kind of smart and I mean, even in the first movie, he was kind of uh, hanging out a lot with Michelangelo, and they would just banter back and forth. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I think uh, one of the favorite parts of the movie was when he was uh, taking turns with Casey Jones, just calling each other names when they're trying to fix this truck. And I think they're going by the alphabet, Fish Face. I, I don't remember all the names, but they were just going back and forth till uh Casey just gave up
0: those little human moments of the film where it's like they're not doing like you know some crazy martial arts stunt or something and you know Raph waking up in the tub you know or like like Mikey Pete's dude's got 30 seconds you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) yeah no I I could absolutely see that it's it's kind of funny too because we almost went that way where there's four of us and there'd be four different different uh turtles uh that are your favorite i'm a leo guy unapologetically like i will be salty if we're playing the for the arcade game and i can't play as leo like I, I just he's my guy he's not just one of my favorite turtles he's one of my favorite comic book characters so yeah but um yeah like we almost did that split and and uh kevin eastman says he's like when when he asked people like at a panel it's like okay raise your hand if you're a donatello fan raise your hand if you're a Raphael fan he's like it's usually split like pretty evenly like and it's it's so funny because I don't know that there's another another comic that really does that, because even even with like the X-Men or Avengers or, or Justice League or something like that, it's like, well, who likes Wolverine? Like everybody raises their hand. OK, who yeah. likes Cyclops? Mm-hmm. Four people raise their hand. So and I'm one of those four. That's that's cool. So you know who likes Nightcrawler? Everybody in the place raises their yeah. hand, you know, both hands because he's the best. So it's like, you know, stuff like that. It's like there's no other thing where there's a split. And, no you know, it's just it's just really cool.
2: Yeah, that's the best thing about the Turtles, and especially in the new trailer and the in the newer shows is just they take four different personalities and they completely make them their in they don't ever blend into each other. You're never gonna see like Raphael trying to be Donatello.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and that was so nice about the the last Ronin. That was probably that was the best five issues I've ever read, is watching Michelangelo take on a completely new role, I think, than he's ever had to. Mm-hmm. I, I'll show you guys something because uh,
0: th- this is this got me in trouble with the wife, but I'm gonna show you this. so here you see the uh, statue there in the last oh, row oh, wow,
1: beautiful.
2: yeah beautiful. That came in the day before my wedding, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> it was it was too late. I mean, everything was already done. Oh, yeah, <laughs> done and paid for.
0: <laughs>
1: did you put it on the register? Is that how I you did it?
2: You know, uh,
0: she had asked me that, and I said, no, I did not. So, you know, I told her it was a pre-order for before. <laughs> and it was. It was like a two-year-old pre-order or something like that. But I'm like, oh, did they have to send it the day before? You know? Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, That I, I love The Last Ronin. Like, uh, I, I think Alex had mentioned how they're going to turn it into a video game, and I, I think that's awesome. You know, I I'd, yeah. I'd be surprised if we don't see something for this new Ninja Turtles movie, like with a crossover for a game. I, I haven't even seen something for a mobile game, which I was kind of shocked. I'm like, this is coming out yeah. in August, and they're not hyping it up that much. That was a Splintered Fates. Yeah, that's that's um that's uh, written by Tom Walt, so it's it's basically the IDW Turtles, kind of like that. So yeah. it's um and that's just an Apple Arcade. I don't think that's hit um uh, uh Android yet, but um you know it's it's cool. You know, kind of fun.
2: Yeah, as long as it's not as difficult as the Super Nintendo Turtles, I still hate the underwater mission. Oh, Turtles. geez, Yeah, First yeah, the, term, that will the trigger. haunt me for so many times.
0: I I can beat the dam without losing a turtle. Like I, I can. Like um, I'm not great oh. on the other on the other ones, but like the dam, I've got it down. You know, like I can do that. I'm not good at video games, but I'm good at that level. So
1: now justin i want to ask a quick question before uh we get any further uh what do you think about the crossovers uh i mean between like two different franchises with uh with the turtles like for instance like uh like i uh liked a lot uh the turtles when they met the power rangers oh, oh yeah. my god, that was, I, that was so
0: I, good so i i um i was gonna go here with you guys because since uh you were um but i'll, I'll come back to that later but yeah, yeah you beat me the punch the um the Batman crossover they did three of them so it's it's Freddie Williams the second doing the art on it James Tinian um the fourth um is doing the um the writing on all three of them and they all they kept the team together and all that the first one is so good but the animation is even better and uh, if you've seen the the turtles versus Batman animated they have like an extended scene of Batman versus the shredder which again leads me oh. to be like why he's one of Ooh. I think the the best villains and they, they established that like no prep time um and uh he loses. Okay, oh, cool. Sorry, I was just looking at the, the chat there. But yeah, no no prep time, Batman loses. And it was like, Oh, and in, in the comic, it's it's not that big a deal. You know, it's just like, Okay, this happened, moving on, you know that and then he has to come back and put on like a special bat suit so he can actually beat the shredder. So
2: yeah, that I don't think I've ever seen the animated edition of that, but man, that would be that'd be up there. Yeah,
1: it's on my list of uh, things to um to um, read as far as that crossover goes.
0: I like the yeah. second one, and if you're like Alejandro and you're a uh, fan of Donatello, the second one has just so much more emotion to it. It's it's oh, basically man. like Donatello's like, man, I wish I could talk to Batman and know how he's a scientist and a detective and a crime fighter and all that, and and it gets to a point where like venom's involved and, um, not, not like the symbiote, but, uh, no, or, right. or symbiote, whichever way you go. The but, drug. Um, right. Yeah. The, the drug. So you've, you've got a venomized, um, bebop and rock steady, uh, and, and Bane taking out splinter. What, you know, it's, it's crazy. And then in the third one, you get like that sort of weird shift where you have like, Oh, Leonardo is mixed with nightwing and who, who obviously Ryan, who would be mixed with red hood? Oh, right. definitely,
2: Raphael. 400%. Yeah, of course, Raphael. <laughs> I would course. buy that standalone comic any day.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: and it's like everything made sense, and you're like, oh,
0: my God, it all just makes so much sense, and and it's James the fourth, who is not, like, you can't even argue that he's the hottest writer in comics right now, you know, yeah. with, like, everything that he's doing, it's like he's working at every company, so it's like, this is this is just so cool, but I, I think it's amazing, and, um, like, I, I'm all for more of that stuff. We've got the Power Rangers going on. It's uh Turtles Power Rangers 2, which I think issue five just came out. Um yeah. that's good. Uh you've got Turtles Usagi Ojimbo going on right now. Yes. That's that's um I mean technically he's back at Dark Horse now. He was at IDW for a little bit, so you know. But I mean no, the, the turtles ideas. that's how they started out doing crossovers with like yeah. gobbledygook and like I don't know, uh Grimjack, you know, like weird stuff from like way back.
1: So. Now, I didn't read the um, turtles crossover with the Ghostbusters. Did you read that oh, one? So good. Was it, it?
0: Yes. We we actually maybe about four episodes ago, we had a uh, writer Eric Burnhamon who is the Ooh. he's the Ghostbusters writer. You know, and and he's the one who's writing the Saturday morning adventures right now. And um, I highly recommend you guys get, get uh, on that, like, especially if if um, you like the '87 cartoon, um, and it's got the art of uh, Tim Laddie who did the. Uh, the shredder's revenge artwork so for the video game so it's really cool okay but um ghostbusters such a good book and and if you like if you like seeing those interactions with characters and we we were talking about like oh who's your favorite turtle it's like well who's your favorite Ghostbuster? because that's kind of a thing too so then you, you think it's like well who would be most like leonardo winston and he's talking with winston and i'm like oh my god this is amazing like this like and I just love Winston so much more now. And then you got Egon and Egon's talking with Donatello because it makes sense, you know, and then like, okay, who's, who's Raph talking. Raph is talking with Peter and Michelangelo is talking with Ray because Ray gets all excited and geeky and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, and then Casey's involved and he's, uh, you know, uh, possessed by a ghost. So it's like, those sort of things are just really fun to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, who Man. would be your ideal? So let's let's switch this on you guys, and I mean, there's an obvious answer. But who would be your ideal person or team or anything like that to cross over with the turtles?
2: Ooh, Fantastic Four, turtles has always been something I'd want. To, I'd like to see. Damn, uh, Raphael and the Thing, uh, just going on a straight brawl would be fantastic. Yeah, out the gate, I wasn't I wasn't thinking you'd go Marvel. So that's that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, he took mine. Damn it!
0: (laughs) I I swear I thought you were gonna say Daredevil, which is like the the huge elephant in the room. It's like yes, that has to happen at some point, you
1: know? Oh yeah, I mean without Daredevil, I mean technically there wouldn't be any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's
2: one
0: hundred percent true. Without Frank Miller's run on Daredevil,
2: it just would not exist. Yeah, I mean you could do a Heroes for Hire with the TMNT. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I love that.
0: (laughs) <laughs> with with uh, Luke Cage and Luke Iron Cage. Fist, maybe yeah. Colleen Wing. Oh, that would yeah. be amazing, actually. <laughs> Turtles go to Cow Lung. Oh man, that would be Hunt down Doctor Doom for his two hundred dollars. There you go. <laughs> I'm just so glad no one said Punisher, by the way. So
1: oh. I just I just
0: don't get his comics, you know.
1: You know, I think Spidey would be a good team up with the with because like both of them are, you know, charismatic, you know, especially like Leonardo. I mean, I could see um Michelangelo fanning out over Spider Man, you know, and him wanting to, you know, like team up. I mean, even the Avengers would be a great crossover with the with the Turtles.
0: Which which version of the Avengers? Would you go with the movie version? Or are you talking like nineties force works with like Sentry and Scarlet Witch and Spider-Woman? 94. Nineteen ninety four. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think those would be really good. You know, like um just because they're you know they're Is that Heroes Reborn
0: time. era that you're talking about there?
1: Oh my god. You know, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know that to be completely honest, Justin, it's, a, it's uh, all right.
2: It's
0: yeah, we, we get geeky on this show, so I, I don't <laughs> even know. I don't even know either. You know, I I just I'm just happy that someone mentioned Luke Cage and I'm like, oh, I get to talk about Luke Cage finally. Right. <laughs> uh, Luke. Uh, that was oh so good. That was a good show. You know, it's it's one of those things I would always hope that they brought him back maybe in like She-Hulk or maybe they'll bring him back
2: in the Daredevil Reborn. Uh, that's my biggest hope now that I know Disney has them kind of just socked away. Yeah. Um, I think all three of those shows, when especially when they came out, that was that was probably one of the better live action for Marvel. Um, Luke Cage was done. That was just great acting. That oh, was a great so actor. He nailed the role so well. Is it Michael
0: Wayborn or Michael Clayton? I think so. Something like that.
2: Yeah. Um, I didn't like the way season two ended, but I was like, oh, it's no big deal. These shows are doing so great. Of course they're going to do a season three. Why would they pull them? And then we got, the we got season
0: three of uh Jessica Jones, right? And we got I think
2: that. So. And um, and uh, Punisher is getting another season because Rosario Dawson at C2E2 was like, "This is the first time I get to work with uh John Bernthal, and I wow. can, I get to complete the the Marvel set because she was in all their shows."
1: Does not
0: change her
2: mind?
1: Redacted? Wow,
2: that's crazy. Because she was, yeah, she was. The act, and in fact, she as the nurse is the only character that technically saw all heroes of those netflix shows because mm-hmm. she was in jessica jones first well daredevil would have been first i think right because because uh, uh, she remember. was
0: she was the one yes. uh in yeah. the yes she yeah. was yes yeah, and then jessica jones and then eventually in um uh blue Luke cage. cage yep the whole let's get some coffee thing yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's cool, though. I never I can't believe that's like such low hanging fruit that I never even thought of. But like, yeah, Heroes for Hire would be amazing. Oh, yes. Uh, just- we asked we asked Kevin Eastman this and he said Commandy would be cool. Commandy and, and like the like all the, the people from the future, like the tiger and like the a- apes and all that, like the, yeah. the mutant people. I'm like, yeah, that's I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, Daredevil, obviously, I, I thought 90s X-Men, like X-Men from the cartoon would be cool. You, know, you got Wolverine that is and Jubilee. great
1: idea. Yeah. That is a fantastic idea.
0: That'd be fun. Um, I mean, they already did Ghostbusters, so, you know. And uh, Star Trek, I think, would be great. Like, the original Star Trek or even Next Generation would be fantastic. And if anyone says Voyager, I will lose my mind because that is the wrong answer. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, I mean, how cool would it be? You've got, like, Spock and, and uh, Donatello, and they're working on some props. Problem and you know um, Spock is just thinking about like how logical all his stuff is like being held together with like bubble gum or
2: whatever you know <laughs> oh like, for sure trying to show like Spock to eating pizza and like yeah to, you know how how to enjoy pizza and Michelangelo trying to teach him that would be a fantastic panel just and they laid the groundwork for this you know with the whole space heroes
0: things in in the 2012 series with um you know Leonardo where he was like obsessed with original Star Trek so yeah I could see that. Right, I'll throw another one at you guys. Galaxy Quest, how about that? So we go even more meta, and it's Galaxy Quest, you know, in a different dimension, and they meet the Ninja Turtles, but it's the turtles from the movie.
2: I'd be okay with that. I, mean, how I like crazy with that. Be
3: yeah.
2: that'd
1: be a fun watch.
2: Wow,
0: As you go some crazy places on a podcast sometimes. Oh, <laughs> the larger... <laughs> it's, like...
1: it's the multiverse here,
2: guys. Yeah, you yeah, know. it,
0: it kind of is. You know, it's
2: it's fun. Um, if they could go back to live action and do. TMNT with the Punk Toads, I would be. Oh, i so excited.
0: Wow. Oh, that yeah, that'd be great. I and you know, I think I feel like the Bay movies kind of ruined that for a while. Like it'll it'll come around again because I I hear Colin Jost is like thinking about doing something like that, and I mean he's got some juice, you know, he, he's top writer at SNL, so it's like
2: it it'll probably happen. That'd be yeah, that'd be great.
1: Before I forget, uh, I just an idea just popped in my head. What about um, the cartoons, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the ones that we grew up with, you know, in the 80s, meets Street Shark. Oh, Street oh that Star. would be a good one. I
2: How mean, live action it? Street Shark, I, I want to say that there was a lot of test screens for those and they just never came to fruition. I hope one day someone's going to see that this would be one of the best. Would things Vin Diesel out. be in it, though? That's oh, 100%, yes. He has to be. Vin Diesel, be. The Rock. It's all like, about family, right? It, it would 100% be like everyone you would think. Terry Crews. Oh, I love Terry Crews. That's so fantastic. Terry Crews like, would be so good.
1: Well, you know, um He's like, a was... big
2: like a street yeah, shark. <laughs> he's ready to go. Him and The Rock, they're already in costume. Yeah. They, they don't like each other, though, so that's, that's under-considered.
1: You know, that Ben would... Diesel was in a Street Sharks commercial. Yes, right? yeah. yeah,
0: that's why I was Deez. thinking of it. Yeah. so yeah. It's <laughs> like that would be so much fun. Bring it everything around full circle. Right,
1: oh, right. Oh goodness. goodness. Sorry, go ahead, Justin. I didn't mean to. I, yeah. Now you
0: got me thinking about like all these other things that we never saw, like like the trauma with Toxic Crusaders and and stuff like that. And you yeah. know, um,
2: man, I don't know why I really want a Silverhawks movie or series or something right now, but I would do that. Yeah. Live action Captain yeah. Planet would be. I would love to see that so much.
0: Is that is that irrelevant now? Do you think like um, is that something that would still come up and be uh, poignant and be like, okay, there's like all these people from like different continents and they're making this one super played by Don Don Cheadle, I imagine. But um, is do you think that that would hit as as much as it did in the 90s?
2: Uh, to some degree, I think it'd definitely be more of nostalgia. I mean, I think you got some kids that'd be like, oh, this is this is funny. I've seen. I've seen memes about this and I've seen <laughs> exactly. I've always wondered what Captain Planet is. Um, I do think the action element, um, no one really got hurt ever in Captain Planet. I mean, yeah, I, was, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, it and was some cool villains, thing. you know. Oh, and, they had very, yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people would be like, oh, so they cleaned up the lake. I watched an hour movie that they cleaned up the lake. But for me, I'd be like, oh, just play the theme song. That's all I want to hear. I could see Captain Planet
0: coming back as a villain, kind of like in that Comedy or Die thing that he did, yeah. where it's like, and then he just goes and becomes like a full eco-terrorist. So, you know. Corrupted it, corrupting
2: Captain Planet would be fantastic. And Who's going to stop him, guys? But Matt Tracker from Mask. Yeah. Matt. <laughs> like... If I could get a live action of Mask with Liam Neeson as as Oh, as my Matt. God. I would watch that. Got a certain set of
0: skills. Those no skills oh, in ter- my turning
2: my car into a plane. <laughs> he just has a van, just masks us everywhere in the van.
0: Oh, my God. So so who plays the bad guy? Was it Cobra or whatever? The bad guy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Who do we get for that?
2: I, I, ooh, that'd be tough. I just want to see Daniel Radcliffe as a villain every time I see him. I feel like he could fill the role. He was good in lost city. And I mean, it wasn't a great
0: movie, but I, I enjoyed him, you know, it, it you know, Sandra Bullock vehicle say with it what you will, but it was interesting. So that's fun. <laughs> now, um, shift, shifting here. Um, I'm going to go back to villains here cause I, I, I did listen to, uh, most of the first episode we were talking about villains. Um, and just to just to go back, so you said you didn't really like Doctor Doom. Shredder should have been on the list. What about the Kingpin? Where does the Kingpin fall on your guys' uh, villain list for tier?
2: Uh, he's in a mid level because he, for the most part, physically, despite what everyone has seen on the shows, he is pretty much an unstoppable force physically. I mean, he's actually he Spider Man. I mean, yeah, you
0: know, in in the Spider Verse movie,
2: he killed the Chris Pine Spider Man. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people and even in the Daredevil show, I mean, that I thought was one of the best uh, yeah. Vincent Dion Forio, I think that was like prime kingpin. Um, he's not he's not super powered. He's just he's a dangerous man. Um, I do think on the scale, he stays like New York. I don't see him ever being like, you know what? I'm gonna take over the world. But I think if he was to ever set his sights like kind of like a Lex Luthor. I want to become president. Yeah. He would be extremely dangerous. He would move up higher on the list. Are you guys current on your daredevil
0: reading? Um, I'm not, I just read devil's reign. I'm like way behind, but he was the mayor of New York for a while. And, um, you know, kind of stuff happened. And then he had to go for reelection. He uh, got the purple man and he was trying to use the purple man to influence everybody to vote for him. So not to make them to, but just to kind of give them that little push. And it was like this, this big deal. And, you know, um, it, it was, is gets kind of convoluted, but um, it it was a decent story, but I mean, Kingpin's always there. And the reason I mentioned this is because like Lex Luthor, there was this, uh, say there's like a shadow, group that was trying to make uh wilson fisk run for president afterwards so i didn't know if that was a thing like if he's now president in the marvel universe so
2: i don't think so but i would no i would like to see that um because like i said uh even putting the sinister six i mean he he may not be you know jumping out of windows throwing bombs but he he's got a lot of potential yeah and i mean he's married to typhoid mary you know, who's a
0: pyrokinetic psycho assassin. You know, um, he's he controls Bullseye. You know, when Bullseye's around, it's like, and that's that's a hard personality to deal with. He's respected by Norman Osborn. He's respected by Doom. You know, um, you had know, mentioned on on the show like Sinister. I'm like, I don't know if Sinister would respect him because he's a just a human or whatever. But um, yeah. I don't know. I, I find him to be one of the scarier ones because like he is the person that it's like in that first series of Daredevil, like if you mention his name, like you'll get killed. And yeah. then you literally watch him like smash somebody's head in a car door and it's like, Oh my goodness, this is yeah. crazy. You
1: know? Yeah, I mean he's definitely a a foe that you don't don't want to um mess with you know and uh and he's not just physically but also like intellectually as well yeah like he may not be as brilliant as like dr doom or Richards, but i mean he he has resources and he knows how to move you know the chess pieces just enough to where he's in control and um so yeah i i mean if he you know really wanted to i mean he could um do a lot of damage if he um if he chose to do it but for him i feel like you know like um like um yes he wants control right but he also wants a measure of peace you know so like i don't he think understands
0: he understands both sides for sure yeah yeah
1: and i never think like his goal would to be like um to destroy the world because like he lives here along with us he, all he wants is like to be able to have control but also to be able to have to have a, a fulfilled life i mean it's it's one of those like dynamics that uh about him that some people um lean towards but i mean again but like um he's got this ruthless side that you know you just don't want to cross
0: that's a that's a really good take on it like well, yeah. that this, this may be a tough question for you guys so this would be a question for all three of you to answer do you remember what your favorite comic you ever read was or maybe do you remember what the most impactful story arc was that you ever read
2: probably <laughs> batman year zero
0: year zero okay i'm trying to think of year zero because i i remember year one pretty well like uh frank miller and uh so which one was was year zero uh,
2: year zero goes like like his very first like Year one kind of took us, like, all right, he's he's got his feet on the ground. He he's controlling. Like year zero is like he is fresh. This is he is learning exactly what Gotham is, what kind of where his surroundings are, where his how to clean up, and like trying to figure out how to live his life as both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Nice. Uh, Nice. For me, that was just. I mean, you you're watching the man, and you know he's going to become Batman, and just seeing that, those experiences that take him up there to become Batman. It's a good answer. That's pretty cool. What do you guys got?
1: Uh, for me, it would be um, Superior Spider-Man with Dan Slott.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, I mean,
0: he got hate mail for that.
1: I like can't death, believe it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I know he did. I mean, a lot of people took it way too seriously about like, oh, Spider-Man's never come back. And uh, at first, like, I thought of he's that, back. Yeah, yeah, you know. But but Dan wrote it so good that like, actually, I thought like I wouldn't mind if Peter Parker never came back, you know. And uh, and it, I mean, like uh, I remember reading the uh, the prelude to that where, um, you know, you find out the twist that like Doc Ock switched by with um, Peter Parker and like his writing just kept me on my toes the whole time and that's how i fell with like the whole run of um of superior spider-man wow you know? yeah and uh it just it just uh, the writing um and along with the artwork you know um it, it just shows you no know, like uh amazing storytelling you know that to this day you know i i, I hold you know a top tier so
3: that's awesome yeah i haven't really read it much comics um
0: what well, could be a movie story it could be could movie. be anything
3: movie wise i would probably you could just... say
0: the arkham series of video games you know you never know so but something Ac- that just affected you and you're like wow this is awesome
3: that, that affected me um honestly i think i just have to tie it back to the Original movie of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I like compared to the other two live-action ones. I think that was just one of the more serious tone, dark. Um, I, I've rewatched them a couple of times already, and I just think, how did they get get to number one? Where you know they're trained by Splinter, they kidnap Splinter, they're all freaking out, they don't know what to do. They go with their only friend April, who tried to helps them out. Um, they get ambushed at her apartment. Ralph is knocked out. They're freaking out. They don't know if they're gonna see him alive. And they go back to essentially the woods to retrain themselves. And then you go to the second movie, The Ooze, where it's just more lighthearted, fun, um, way more kid
0: friendly for sure. More, they don't use their friendly. weapons like at all. So yeah.
3: No, I, I think at the beginning of the movie, uh, Michelangelo uses sausages polish yeah. sausages or something instead of the nunchucks
0: combat cold cuts
3: <laughs> yes um but uh, definitely i would say the first uh, uh ninja turtle movie
0: yeah and i mean okay. that's that's such a good answer because it's like it's so good and the like the light scale that they use everything's dark and if you look at that movie in comparison to like any other movie maybe with the exception of like blade you know they're just well lit and this is so dark you can't see the imperfections in the costumes or anything and it's it's pretty cool so that's that's a good one i like that that's cool you guys um are, are you planning to um, get each other to read certain story arcs and all that for the show like are you gonna set it up where it's like hey we're gonna read infinity gauntlet or we're gonna check out the amalgam books where dc yes. and marvel crossed over like what are you gonna uh-huh. do
2: so second episode we actually did one of really good Batman episode was The Court of Owls. Um, nice. That was yep. the first time you ever saw Batman um like I said on lose, his ass lose, <laughs> completely lose completely his sanity um which is a frightening thing to do. Uh the other big thing is uh me and Alex have been trying to get Alejandro to read House of M. Um, that was probably That's one of That's a great those.
0: book. Yeah. It it made that me think important. a lot about Magneto as a character as opposed to, you know, like like an antagonist. Yeah. And you're like, wow! He would literally be this
2: way if he had no powers. Okay, so <laughs> you know, it's like cool. I mean, that was a nice thing too. You kind of feel for Magneto, like just learning his background and like what he went through. Yeah, I 100% can see why he did what he did. I, I kind of actually want to join him. I think he's he is in the right, just from what he had to endure. And that came out at the time that we were just getting X Men: First Class with Michael Fassbender. Yeah. you know
0: so it's like and it's so relevant because it's like well you got this young cool guy playing this character and he's so sympathetic and all that and it's like this is awesome oh and by the way Gandalf played him too so it's like oh damn yeah no I I, I totally get that that that's a great storyline I I actually have another uh show that I do uh, it's called Comics Paradox where we do what ifs and we do else worlds, and um we we cover like some of those like what if things and I think uh eventually we'll get to House of M so but that's oh, sure. uh that's pretty cool. I, I would suggest if if you if you guys haven't read it, one of my absolute favorite stories is uh, Kingdom Come right oh. By DC <laughs> like yes. I started out as a marvel guy and like I, I've always loved Turtles and I've always loved the X-Men and all that and Daredevil and all that. but um like after I read two books, the first would be Crisis on Infinite Earth and then after I read um, Kingdom Come, there's no way in hell I, I could not have been a DC guy. <laughs> it, it's just that good and I'm like, oh my God. Alex Ross did this Mark Wade who who are these people like I need to read everything they've ever done you know it's like it's so good I, I would suggest like that that would be awesome
2: I would say kingdom come for me and Alex especially it was a big one because the artwork from Alex Ross is just that is un, almost untouchable I mean mm-hmm. and then forever evil was one of our
0: oh forever evil Wow
2: yeah that was such a good storyline
0: um, yeah that was like a whole year of that too yeah, yeah. It was weird that they had Catwoman involved in that, though. but it's, it's all right. As long as you don't tell me Punchline is your favorite villain. Which, no. As long as, yeah, because we can, can we all agree that she's just superfluous and not needed? No, she's, the, I don't understand. Like, does anyone like her? You know, it's like, I'm sorry, James the Fourth. You know, I, I just talked to you up so much and I don't like your character. But just like, um, like, let's get a millennial and she's going to, her powers are going to be social media. Really? Yeah, that's kind of what it is. So. <laughs> I don't know. But uh yeah, that and like uh, Batman White Knight like that kind of stuff they're, they're really yeah. cool. But... Yeah, and um let's see what would um I wanted to ask just about the the show. So, um are you planning to have guests on the show like in the future like going forward like um and in if that case, who would
2: you want on as your ideal guests? Uh, for me, Geoff Johns would be my ideal my ideal guess because, like I said, Brightest Day, Blackest Night. I've always loved Green Lantern. Um, that for me, that was like pinnacle. I don't think a lot of people gave a lot of respect to Green Lantern. He the is a Green Lantern guy. Yeah. Like,
0: more than Ron Mars, more than anybody, it's like he is Green Lantern, like at its core.
2: Yeah. Sinestro Core Wars were good, and I think that helped, but Blackest Night and Brightest Day, I think, really launched it. Like, all right, Green Lantern, this is a pretty serious comic book. This this can so, get heavy. I don't know if you can see him. But uh, Ryan,
3: you must have enjoyed it when they made that
2: uh, Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. I, I actually did not uh, mind that yeah, movie. My white, yes. My Sinestro, oh. my White Lantern Sinestro. Sinestro white so he's yeah. uh, my favorite. Yeah, I I liked I liked the movie. I pretty much everything Green Lantern for me is I could turn a blind eye because I'm just happy to get the content. I I'd be honest with you, I like that movie, like to watch. It's um Hector Hammond
0: should not have been the villain. But no, that was
2: that's, not that's my fine. favorite.
0: You can't tell me Mark Strong as Sinestro is not both menacing and amazing. Because oh, I mean it's it's he's the he's the bad guy from Kickass. You know yeah. <laughs> like, he's just he fits the part. So
2: it's the it's end awesome. credit scenes, for yes. The spoilers were whoever hasn't seen it, but when he put that yellow ring on and transformed, I was like, Oh my god, this is everything I wanted. And, and the cool stuff like like um, when uh, Toma Ray is is just
0: showing like this green sort of particles floating around and it's like, oh, this is what you can do with this ring. It's awesome. Michael Clark Duncan's last film, I think, where he played yep. um he played as uh,
2: Kilowog. Kilowog yep. There's
0: there's a lot about that movie that's good. And I, I know it really gets like pooped on a lot, but it's like, you know what? There's good parts of Suicide Squad.
3: Yeah. You know, I like agree. the like,
0: Suicide Squad was cool, but like Suicide Squad, you know, you take out the Joker stuff and you can you can kind of watch that movie.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's a good point. Yeah. Hey, Alex.
1: Um I would say uh if I had to really um have my pick of, of writers, I would love to have interview Dan Slott again. Wow. Um yeah, I mean he's um uh, again like his uh Superior Spider-Man run and then Amazing Spider-Man and then, uh, I know he's done tons of other books, you know, and I just love just to pick his brain and like um, what makes a good writer and like, and how does he just uh, connect with these characters so well and, and, um, and be able to tell such a compelling, compelling story. So, and then also like uh, my other dream would be to, and forgive me, his name is escaping me right now, but there was an abandoned um, crossover between um, aliens and, and Star Trek: The Next Generation book that was going to come out, and uh, and they even had like cover artwork and everything ready. And then like, I think the Disney merger just um, just um, just canceled that and, and killed that project, you know. And uh, I would love to just interview that writer oh and goodness, just find out great. what the story would have been, um, how it would have been like you know, Picard and and his crew and encountering, encountering the aliens because i mean i mean that's a perfect setup right there oh right? yeah the, the, like a like a crossover that never happened you know and and that we all wish that would have happened that almost did but uh, it just never came to fruition you know and uh it's uh it, i mean how great you know like i mean it just fits perfectly you know like uh picard wharf battling uh total to an alien you know, and just see you think have, like you know, Klingons
0: have two of everything, right? Like so they're saying right. so imagine like the face hugger gets on him and like then it bursts through the chest and all that, and he lives because he's got additional organs to keep him alive. There's <laughs> right. there's room to run with this. Oh, it, for sure. That yeah. That has to be Ron Mars. I, I swear, because he did the Green Lantern crossover with aliens.
1: Oh that was a great that was a great comic. That actually that was, was a great, really good one. Yeah. That was really amazing. Like I Even the, the Borg end. the
2: Borg and aliens, I would be Oh god. Oh my god. Like
0: that would be insane because you think they could gestate inside the Borg.
2: Right. Who would assimilate? Who would be my biggest like does the Borg Queen face off against the alien queen for dominance of the hive?
0: Does she possess them? But yeah. it, then again, now you're looking at something where it's like they have literal acid for blood. Is exactly. that
1: gonna be? Yeah. Exactly, that's... and and the only way that a Borg could really assimilate an alien is if like they were assimilate the person that already has an alien implanted in them.
0: I don't know if you guys you watched know? Picard season three. There's yeah. another way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but it was great. That was a great season. I I loved it. I, yeah.
0: I loved it. I like season two too. So you know, yeah. all the haters that don't, I I liked it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're up Alejandro, who's your who's your uh, ideal guest?
3: You know what? I think I would like to have uh, Tenoch Huerta, the guy that played uh, Namor in a Black uh Black Panther Wakanda Forever, you know, just to see this new twist on Namor. I don't know much about the original uh character, but you know, he just brought a new fresh uh insight and twist and new culture to it in the movie. So I would like to pick his brain on how he prepared for his role for
0: that. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. And and I think he did a great job. So, yeah, you know, um, pretty much just uh, the last thing I want to say was that uh, Dan slot got to start doing Ren and snippy comics. So how, how crazy is that to go from that to like the, now it's kind of like his, his era of she Hulk has surpassed the, uh, the John Byrne stuff.
1: Yeah. He's like the Dave Filoni of comics, you know, so.
0: <laughs> well, maybe of Marvel. I, I, I guess you know it could yeah be like yeah. that because Jeff Johns is is well Dave I would argue that Dave Filoni is the Jeff Johns of Star Wars now so. yeah right right <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of like like oh yeah he's had his hands in everything from Smallville on so it's like oh crap yeah all right you know so and I, I pointed out I, I love Booster Gold he's like one of my favorites him and uh, Ted Cord Blue Beetle so oh, oh yeah. we team. forgot Blue Beetle's coming out before oh, Aquaman yeah. how could I forget that I just saw the preview oh it's so, gonna be so good but uh, it's, it's been awesome having you guys on awesome. Talking about some comics. I could do this all day, um, but uh, before we go, let's uh, where can folks find you? Where do you want folks to find you? And um, just let, let's uh, tell them a bit about uh, where they can find your show and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah. So our website is uh BTK You can also find us on Instagram at beyond the Cape uh, podcast. Um, and where you can look us up, iTunes, Spotify, um, we're trying to put out a weekly show. Um, so any, anyone that wants to find us, give us a suggestion, anything you'd like to hear any topics you'd like us to cover or just anything you want us to find some background info. Like I said, we just want to get everyone in the conversation and kind of get everyone a part of this. It's awesome. And, uh, do you, do you folks want people following you on social media? Are you at that point? Like, um, yeah, um, definitely follow us and then leave comments. Let it, let us, like I said, uh, let it, let us know what you guys want to see, because um, we're definitely here to kind of be with the people, kind of all of our anyone that's out there that just wants to talk about this and just have a conversation.
1: Yeah, we always try to post like fun facts about comics, either behind the scenes or just you know uh, characters or just events on our on our Instagram page, and then um, and then we always post through there too then you know, when we release a new episode.
0: That's great. That's great. And and I think you guys have some fresh perspectives on it and I, I really like the positive way that you're going about it. So, you know, the the only last question that that we ask on here is um pineapple on pizza or not. What's what's your take on that? Oh, oh, Always I, I love Hawaiian
2: it. pizza. I, yeah, right. Ryan's oh on my, my team. Boy. I love it. Yeah.
1: My uh, my wife uh would love um hanging out with you guys because she loves Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> I, I despise it. I, I'm <laughs> Italian, so I think it's just a big slap in the face when someone adds like like pineapple to my pizza. I'm just like, why, why? I'm like, why, why would you do this to me? Like, and
0: one of one of my friends that was, that we had on artist uh, Camilo, um, and and uh, he's he's Italian and Australian, and he has told me um, that if you have anything on it like pineapple, it becomes a food disc. It is no longer a pizza. And I said, I will take I will take your word for this, Camilla. So yeah. You know, so that's, that's great. Um, so everyone listening, please go and check out their their podcast, Beyond the Cape Podcast. You can find them on Spotify and iTunes and probably anywhere else that you can find them. Follow them on Instagram at Beyond the Cape Podcast. And um, with that, I will be back with our pizza time of the week. And uh, gentlemen, we will catch you next time.
3: All right, thanks, thanks for having, having us, Justin.
0: And now, in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you Pizza Time. Alright everybody, let's talk about the Secret of the Ooze Smoothie, which will be your Pizza Time today. They say, don't worry, there's no mutagen in this neon green smoothie. But if you start your day with a glass packed with nutritious banana, apple, and spinach, you might just discover your own ninja power. Kapow! Ingredients four ice cubes, one cup plain unsweetened almond milk, two tablespoons natural peanut or almond butter, one banana broken in half, one medium sweet apple cored and sliced, two handfuls of baby spinach. Instructions, combine the ingredients in a blender. Blend them all together until the mixture is smooth and uniform in color pour into glasses, and enjoy. Did you know, bro, in Naples, Italy in 2016, 100 chefs joined forces to break the Guinness World Record for the longest pizza ever made. The pizza was more than one mile long and was made using 4,409 pounds of flour, 3,527 pounds of tomatoes, 4,409 pounds of cheese, and 211 quarts of olive oil. That's one big pizza. And that has been your pizza time for the day green ooze smoothie.
1: Cowabunga dudes!
0: Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, Mirage Studios, IDW Studios, Archie Comics, or Nickelodeon Studios. This podcast is a member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. Check out thedorkening.com for other podcasts. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper and Eric Will. Hello, intrepid listeners. This is the Generation Playlist Podcast, a podcast about music where we are your guides through a
2: particular group or artist. We talk about the music, and then we make a customized playlist to share with you, our listeners. And you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts and find our playlists on Spotify. It took me
0: 10 years to make the perfect man cave.
1: And then we took it over. And we made it into the Multiversal Chamber.
0: Then I started my own podcast. And we took that over too. And we're the co host, the Multiverse,
1: Multiverse Kids. Yeah, and I'm the dad, the geeky dad. And every week, we what? We review the movies,
0: shows, and books, games, and toys.
1: Yeah. And sometimes we even have a special guest. So, join us every week on the Geeky
3: Dad Podcasts. Greetings and shabeevins, we
0: are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, a long-form bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. That sounds good,
2: but I don't know what all those words mean. I think what Parasite seems trying to say is that on Retro Redoctopus we explore a range of retro goodness, from toys, video games, and movies, to cartoons, and even snacks and school lunches.
0: And we do it all with a positive spin, a slew of killer guests, and some very adult language. And you know what else is cool? No. This
1: crazy show is part of the Dorking Podcast Network with new episodes every Tentacle Tuesday. What's
2: there? And if waiting two weeks for a new episode gives you a sad, know that we drop bonus episodes all the time. Like the off-format Crow's Nest and an interview series we call The Brick.
3: You can listen to Rectory Dog Puss on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any app that's cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all the things that make
1: growing up awesome.